Thanks, Daniel. <coughs> Excuse me. My name is Ron Cole. I am one of the pastors here, and it is a joy to welcome all of you here again, especially those of you who are visiting with us. We're glad that you've joined us. And um, from Tammy and me, thank you for your prayers in the last week. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, Grandma Sill was 90, and, and so on the one hand, it was, it was time, but it's still a loss. So thank you for, for your support and your prayers. This morning, I want us to, to think together about something that happens to, to many of us, to most of us, and I might say it, it happens to all of us, right? I, it's one of those things that I think at different times we all go through. We, we go to bed, and we just can't get to sleep. We do all the things that we normally do, right? We turn off the lights, we lay down, turn on the sound machine or the fan or whatever it is in your nighttime rituals there, but we do that and, and, and our minds are still racing. Our, our minds are still going. We're still thinking of different things. There's still stuff that's coming at us and, and we can't just turn it off. I mean, maybe it's because we've had a, 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 a bad day at work. Maybe we just can't kind of turn off what happened there. Maybe the boss was upset with us and it wasn't fair and, and we were frustrated about that. And, 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 and we just want to say, man, I'd love to quit this job, but I can't afford to quit this job. And so I, I'm not going to be able to. And so we lie there at bed, in bed at night and we, and we just kind of go over that, that conversation we had. And, and did she really say that? Did she really do that? I, I can't believe it. Maybe it's because we had a bad day at work. Maybe we had a, a disagreement, a discussion, a, a fight with our spouse. You know, maybe we had a disagreement on, on how much money we should put into one of the kids' birthday parties, and we kind of felt like four clowns for a two-year-old birthday party was a bit over the top. And she told us we didn't love our kids if we didn't want four clowns at the two-year-old birthday party. And, and you know, you just have one of those things, and it goes, and, and, and you go to bed, and you try to, but again, your mind is still racing, and, and you're chewing on it, and you're thinking about it, and it's going on over and over again. Maybe you had a really intense meeting at church, or at school, or at work, or whatever, but you know, one of those meetings where there was a lot going on, and you're trying to unpack what everybody said. You're trying to remember what you said, trying to think, did I say anything really, really bad, or did I, how, how did all this fit together? And, and, and again, sometimes you have that. You come home from a meeting, and it's late, and you just can't turn your mind off. You just can't do that. And, and for me, what starts to happen is I start to think, and I have to be awake at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning, or I have to be awake at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, and tomorrow morning is coming way too soon, and I have to sleep now or else I'll sleep then. I know I'm going to sleep at 7 o'clock. I know I'll be able to sleep then, but i got to sleep now, and it gets worse, right? Your mind is racing more. You've got more going on, and it's more pressure and so on. And so we lie there dog-tired but unable to sleep. Like I say, it's happened, I think, to many of us. It's happened in those situations where we just can't get to sleep. It it happens to us. It happened to King David. (laughs) Uh, King David had a number of nights when he, when he couldn't fall asleep. King David was the greatest king in Israel. He was the, the, the most important king in many ways in Israel. And there were any number of nights when he couldn't fall asleep. The Psalms tell us about this. There were times earlier in his life when Saul was chasing him. Before David became king, Saul was king. And David went and and fought battles for Saul. He led the armies for Saul. Saul got jealous. Saul thought David was a threat to him, which he really was in one sense. But but Saul was like, started to kill David, wanted to kill David. He started to to send people after it. So David's in these caves. He's hiding out. And again, he's thinking, what did I do? How did we get here? All I did was fight battles for the guy, and now he wants to kill me. This is unfair. You've got to do something. And, 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 and David might have been at that point in his life when he wrote the psalm we were looking at. It might have been later in his life. 
I, I mean, David became king, and, and, and after his kids were grown up, one of his sons, Absalom, rebelled against him, and David actually had to leave Jerusalem for a time. He had to leave Israel and go across the Jordan River. And, and, and I, I, I mean, I just cannot imagine having to decide, do you say, go ahead and kill my son. He's a rebel. He's a threat to the throne. How do you, I, I mean, David just sitting there saying, God, there's just, I got no options. What's going on here? God, I can't figure this out. God, maybe it was just when, when he had had a bad day. I'd imagine kings have bad days too. You're dealing with greedy people. You're dealing with selfish people. You're dealing with angry people. If, if we look at his life, David had plenty of times when, just like you and just like me, when, when he was being treated unfairly. Uh, the fact is, we all sin, okay? The Bible makes that clear. We all sin. But we also are all sinned against. We also all have those times when the fact is we're innocent, basically. When, when we basically didn't do anything wrong, and yet we're getting dumped on. We're getting attacked. And, 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 and David had that. He had those times when he, when he just felt like he was being attacked, and he felt like he didn't have any good options. Felt like he was boxed in. And David would lay there at night, would lie there at night, and he, would, and, 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 and he just couldn't get to sleep. I mean, he, he might be dog-tired. Again, if you're living in the caves running for your life, you're dog-tired. But he couldn't sleep. And so David did what maybe you and I can learn to do. He prayed. He, he brought his life to God. And, and one of those nighttime prayers is recorded for us in Psalm 4. Psalm 4 is a psalm of David. It's a psalm that he prayed at nighttime. And, and we don't know the exact occasion of this psalm. We don't know if it was early in his life. We don't know if it was later in his life. But we know it was a time when he was feeling hemmed in. We know it was a time when he was in bed and he just couldn't sleep. We know he was struggling with that. And, and what David is doing in this psalm is David is just trying to give his day over to God. David is trying to say, okay, God, I know you can take care of this. I've got to, I've got to sleep, so I'm trying to give my day over to you. And, 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 I, and I love the way David does this. Now, at the end of it, it works, okay? At the end of it, David's able to, 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 to have peace. David is able to, to give his day to God. In verse 8, this is the last verse of Psalm 4. Verse 8 says, in peace I will lie down and sleep, right? In peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord. Make me dwell in safety. So David's able to, by his nighttime prayer, he's able to put himself in God's hands. He's able to to let go of the struggles, the anger, the frustration of the day. And and so what I want to look at with you is, how do we get there? I I mean, at the beginning, in Psalm 1, he's upset, he's agitated on the frustration, anxiety scale. I'd give him about a 6, maybe a 7. At the end, he's down to a 1, maybe a 2. How does David go from the one place to the other? How does he get there, And, and how do we get there? Even if it's not when we can't sleep, but just when we're filled with that anxiety, frustration, and anger, what do we do with that? This is one of the reasons I love Psalm 4, because what happens in this psalm, and I I think this is where the Bible's more honest often than we are about our spiritual lives, what happens in this psalm is David makes four turns, and you'll understand what I mean by turn in just a minute, but he makes four turns. And and, and the reason I think that, that that's really important for us to understand is that for many of us, I think we feel like we're in, we're in that situation when we're feeling anxious and nervous and angry and frustrated. We feel like we should just have to make one turn, right? We should just be able to give our day to God. We should just be able to turn to God, look him in the eye and say, God, okay, here's my day, and I know you're great, and I know you're good, and I know you can take care of it, so I'm just going to leave this in your hands. Oh, good. 
right? I mean, it's just like, I should be able to do that, right? God, First Peter 5, verse 7, those old people among us like me you know, have, used to sing this, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. And, and, and it kind of feels like, well, that's what we should be able to do, right? If you can't sleep at night, just remember this and sing, I will cast all my cares upon you, right? And, 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 and then just say, okay, God, now you've got it, and I can sleep. Isn't that nice? David knows he should cast all his cares on God because Peter was quoting David. <laughs> psalm 55, verse 22 says this. David, another psalm of David, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. David knows, as well as Peter does, that when we are upset, when we are anxious, when we are filled with nervousness and cares, we should cast our cares on God. We should just turn those things over to him. David knows he can do that. David knows he should do that. But he can't just do that. <laughs> He can't just do that. Psalm 4, part of the beauty of it is that it shows us that even David, a man after God's own heart, right? A David who was somebody who was the writer of the majority of Psalms, that even David couldn't just say, oh God, I cast all my cares on you and, and now I'm fine. No, it takes David four turns in order to cast his cares on God. And I think David had to maybe pray this prayer a couple of times, so it might have been eight or 12, <laughs> that David had to do. So David makes four turns. What are the four turns? Who does David talk to in this prayer? The first, the first turn that may, David makes is, is the one that we would expect. He turns to God, okay? He, he lifts his face up to God, and in verse 1 he says this. And again, he's about a 6 or a 7, so there's some energy to this. There's some passion to this. There's some anxiety to this. Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Answer me, God, because give me relief from my distress. I'm, I'm in trouble. God, I, I, I need your help. Give, give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. God, God, I need your help. He turns to God, and, 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 and he just says, God, I need your help. And he does two things kind of in this opening address to God. And, and again, you don't have to worry about getting all the details right, but just think about, again, the movements. Just think about how, what David is doing as he lies there in his bed, Okay. And, 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 and so the first thing he does is he reminds God that God is righteous. He says, God, God, answer my prayer. Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God, right? He reminds God that God is righteous. Now, I don't think this is snotty like, you know, God, you claim to be righteous, and obviously my life is full of injustice, and this is really stinky, and God, I, no, but I do think it's a little bit of a God... I'm coming to you, and I'm coming with some energy and some anger here because I know you're righteous, and I know you know what's going on, and so answer my prayer, my righteous God. God, I'm, I'm frustrated. This is, you saw what happened at work today. You saw what she said. You saw what you heard, what he said. You, had, you know, and I'm not perfect, but you know that in that case, I didn't deserve that. And you're the righteous one. And, and then he asks God for two things. He says, God, what I need is give me relief. And, and the Hebrew word there for relief, give me relief from my distress, it's give me room. It's why I say that he felt like he was boxed in. That, that feeling, like I don't have good options. If I do this, then that happens, and I might lose my job. If I do this, then I'm miserable, and I keep my job. If I do, I, 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 give me room, God. Give me relief. I'm between a rock and a hard place. Give me relief and give me mercy. Give me help. I don't think he's asking here for mercy. Again, this is not a, a psalm of confession. This is not, God, oh, forgive me. No, this is, God, I need help. 
I'm caught. I don't know how to do this. I can't change people's hearts, God. So answer me when I call to me to you, O righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Show me your mercy, God. I need your help. So the first turn, he turns to God, and he says, God, I need help. And that's great. The next one is really interesting. Because what we would expect to happen next is he'd continue in prayer. Right, his prayer is talking to God, right? So he'd continue in prayer to talk to God, and he'd say, God, this is why. And I think he maybe starts that way. God, give me relief. God, give me room. Give me help. Give me mercy because, because of what that was, because of what she said. But, but what's fascinating for me here, and it teaches us something about prayer, something I think important about prayer, because what's fascinating is David makes a turn, and he starts to talk to those who are making his life difficult. <laughs> He starts to just, they're not there. He's in his bed at night, but he starts to talk to those who are making his life difficult. Oh, God, give me help, because they, and then all of a sudden he's just like, how long? How long will you people, (laughs) how long will you people turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods, right? I mean, this is prayer. He's talking to God, and, and I think it just gets so overwhelming that he's just like, he, he's saying, God, you know, did you hear what they said? And, and I don't know if you ever do this, but I do. When I think about what somebody says, then I think about all the things I want to say to them. Then I think about all those things that I want to just say, you know, what were you thinking? How can you say that? How can you do that? How can you do that? And David, David just does that in his prayer. And, 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 and again, I think it's interesting. I don't think he's here. Again, he's in his bed at night. He's not talking to these people. But I'll be honest with you. Sometimes, I don't think it's all bad. I don't think it's psychotic or anything, but I don't think it's all bad. You know, I'm driving down the road, and I'm, like, frustrated with somebody, and, and, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm just like, seriously? You think that's, in what universe is this acceptable? Sometimes, if you see me driving in my car and I'm doing this, I'm probably having a really good conversation that I should not have out loud with anybody. But, right, I think, you know, and, 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 and so we do that sometimes, and sometimes it happens in prayer. That we just kind of think about it, and it's just like, how, how what did you think was going to happen? How did you think I was going to, you obviously weren't thinking at all. How long are you going to be this way? How long are you going to be so selfish? How long can you, I mean, I, I cannot imagine that somebody can do what you're doing and not be aware of how wrong it is. How can you do that? Now, I think for most of us, when this happens in prayer, we'd say, that's a distraction. i got to get back to prayer. Oh, my goodness. All of a sudden, I'm talking really ticked off about somebody. And, and I think David says, no, make it a part of your prayer. Part of prayer is just bringing our lives to God. Part of prayer is just, and I think sometimes God said, good, let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. And, 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 and say, God, I hate this stuff. I hate what's going on. I hate this disease. I hate this. I hate that. And, and, and in fact, as you say, cancer, you stink. Friend, you're wrong. Whatever it is, boss, you're terrible. And you just, and, and I, I think we get so afraid of that. And I think God is much less afraid of the rawness of our emotions than we are. I, I, I think David here is just pouring it out and just saying, I am so frustrated. And he, and he says, you know what, God, help me. And then it's like, because you are a pain. Because you are a pain. And, and I want to say, David is still pretty worked up at this point. In fact, he might be up to an eight. 
So far, our prayer to kind of find peace has increased our anxiety and anger because we've just had this just puke of all these emotions that come out. We just... But I think that's okay. In fact, it might just be necessary. And I don't think God's afraid of it, and I don't think we need to be either. To just pour it out and say, God, this is where I am. This is where I am. Now, if you have your Bibles open, it, it, it'll depend on what translation you have, what year it was of the New International Version, or different translations have this different. Because in the older New International Version, not in the newer New International Version, there's a word that comes next, and the word is sila. You may have noticed this in the Psalms, it's the word selah, and the reason it kind of sometimes gets translated and sometimes doesn't, or it gets written down, because nobody knows exactly what it means. Nobody knows exactly what that word means, but I think that the best of scholarship at this point says, you know what that word means in the Psalm? It's take a break. Take a deep breath. It's a musical interlude. It's a place where you just slow down, and so take a deep breath. And so I imagine David is there, and he's praying, and he's saying, God, I need your help. God, I am so frustrated with the way that meeting went. God, I am so frustrated with what's going on. I can't believe my mom said that to me. I can't believe my child said that to me. God, I'm just so frustrated. You, and then it's, and sometimes in prayer, we just stop. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. And that can be prayer too. Just saying, God, I need to slow down a little bit because my heart rate is a little high and my blood pressure's over the top. Sila. And so he does that. He turns to God. He turns to them. He pours out his emotions, expresses his frustration at them. How could you do this? How long is this going to go on? And then he makes what I think is, in some ways, one of the most important turns. Because he turns to himself. And he, and he begins to talk to himself. And, and that's part of prayer as well. Sometimes in prayer, what we're doing is we're reminding ourselves of who God is. Sometimes in prayer, we're reminding ourselves of what God has done. Sometimes in prayer, we're just thinking about it. And he says three things to himself in verses 3, 4, and 5, Okay? And and I think each one has its place. Remember, his anxiety is pretty high right now. He's frustrated. He's angry. He's maybe at an eight or whatever. He's taking a few breaths. Maybe he's down to seven. And now he starts to say, okay, self, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. And then this, the Lord hears when I call to him. Remember that, Ron, that God hears He turns to himself, and the first thing he says to himself is, God is listening to me. Now, maybe you never struggle with that. Maybe you say, I know whenever I pray, God is listening to you. That's great. That's that's fine. That's wonderful. But for me, David, obviously, for a number of us, sometimes we can be praying, and and it just feels like nothing's changing. Does God really care? There's 7.5-something billion people on the face of this earth right now. Seriously, God's going to worry about me. God's going to listen to my prayer. God's going to, I mean, come on. And and sometimes, if we're honest, it just seems like our prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. Does does God care? Is God really there? Is that, and and so David just stops. And again, this is not wrong at all. Because this is reality. This is life. David just stops and says, know this. The Lord hears when I call. 
The Lord hears when I call. The Lord is listening. The Lord cares. Now, this verse has always given me one problem, and I want to point it out to you because I I can look at this and I can say, okay, David was David. He was a man after God's own heart, and God listened to David, but does God listen to me? (laughs) And, and, And my problem comes in the second line there, the godly. Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. Well, David was godly. Ron is not. There are times when I'm just not very godly at all. And so why do I think God's going to hear my prayers? I don't obey him as well as I should. I don't do all things right. I'm not perfect or anything. And, 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 And so I think that this psalm doesn't apply to me. Yeah, David can pray this. David can say, I know the Lord hears me. I know the Lord is listening to me. But Ron can't. And maybe you feel like you can't either. But you got to understand something. And and this applies to the Old Testament, the Psalms especially. When the psalmist declares, I'm righteous or I'm godly, God, listen to my righteous plea. When the psalmist says that, he's not saying, being godly is not being perfect. David knew he was a sinner. David knew he failed. Being godly is not being perfect. That's not what it means, that we never fail or anything. God knows that we fail. Being godly is not looking holy. It's not being really religious. But being godly is having a heart that is as best I can oriented to God. Okay? It's, it's trusting God as best we can, okay? So don't, and again, sometimes I think we can just say, yeah, that doesn't apply to me because I'm not good enough. Being righteous in the Old Testament means having put my faith in God. Being righteous in the Old Testament means trusting in him. Being godly means trusting in him. And, and that's why this is one where the newer interna- international version I agree with, because they actually don't translate that to godly. They call it his faithful servant. God has set apart his faithful servant for himself. And I can get closer to that. <laughs> and, and again, faithful doesn't mean never faithless. But God has set apart those whose hearts are toward him, all right? And, 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 and so again, and, and these are things, we tend to, when we read Scripture, just kind of say, I want to accomplish it and check it off. These are psalms that you need to chew on, okay? This is verse just to kind of say, God, I know you hear me when I call. And just to slow down, and I imagine David repeating that to himself over and over to himself. The Lord hears when I call. I don't always feel it, but the Lord hears I don't always see the results I want, but I know this. God is listening. The God who created everything is listening. And he just reminds himself of that again and again and again. So that's the first thing. He says, remember, soul, God is listening to you. Recognize that God cares. And and, and then the second thing comes in verse 4. He says, tremble and do not sin. When you are on your bed, search your hearts and be silent. Tremble and do not sin. What, what does that mean? Uh, again, this is, the Psalms are poetry, so that's why translation can be a challenge. But, but the literal word in Hebrew here is tremble. And, and I think what we need to recognize is this is not just trembling in fear or something. This is, I'm so angry. How could you do that to me? I'm so frustrated. I am so, oh. This is, and, 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 and so what David is saying to himself, no, God is listening. And in your anger... Okay, again, this is a case where the older NIV gets it right, I think, again. That, that in your anger, do not sin. When you are there and you're frustrated, and so he says to himself, God is listening. And then he says, keep an eye on yourself, okay? Keep an eye on yourself. Watch out. David knows. David knows at this time when he is even lying there in bed, that, that this is a time when he can be making plans, and he can get, get it ready to make matters worse. And, and, and so what he says to his remember, God is listening, Okay? God knows about this. 
And now I've got to keep an eye on myself. And, and, and basically what I think he's saying is even though what they're doing is wrong, again, friends, David doesn't say, oh, I thought about it and I realized they're human like me and, and, and that's important to remember and so on. No, David is ticked. They did wrong. They ripped him off. David says, even though they did wrong, I'm, I'm going to just make sure I don't do what they did. Do not sin, right? I mean, that's what that is. It's don't respond in the same way. David knows that he's vulnerable here. When we're that worried, anxious, frustrated, angry, we're vulnerable to responding in kind. And so he says to himself, God is listening. Keep an eye on yourself. Don't respond the way he did. I know they did wrong. I'm not going to deny that. But don't respond in the same way. And in fact, go even further and search your own heart. Keep your tongue silent. This is a huge challenge. I'm lying in bed and I'm thinking about what this person did to me. I'm thinking about what my boss said to me. Say, God, I know you're listening. And now, and, and I think it's, it's, you can understand it logically, but it takes a lot of work to do this. Say, God, I can't control my boss, but I can control me. What about me? How am I doing? God, how do I stay right? God, how do I not get just controlled by this? God, I got to search my own heart. Where have I been wrong? Where have I messed up? And when we start to do that and say, God, you're listening to me, when we start to search our own hearts, when we start to slow it down and look within, it's not that we say, oh, I'm a horrible person, so it's all bad. We're all, no, I think it's, yeah, I'm a broken person. But God loves me. And as I remember that, as I search my own heart, recognize my own brokenness, think about God's grace and love to me, I start to settle down. I, I start to say, you know what? I can't control them, but I can, God, I can, I can control how I am in this situation. I can control my attitude. I can control my actions. And so, so I've got to keep an eye on myself. So God, I know you're listening to me. Remind myself God is listening to me. Keep an eye on yourself. We get another deep breath here. Sila, Relax. God knows. God knows. And, and again, if you're like me, I, 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 I haven't used this pattern. And a lot of times I get to this point, and I'll say, God knows what an idiot she is. And you are. An, and I'm, I'm back to verse 2 again. And that's okay. Go ahead, go back to verse 2 and, and let that out, and then come back again. And say, but God, I know you're listening, and i got to keep an eye on myself. Relax. God's going to take care of it. God can do this. Don't make things worse. And in fact, do the right thing. Verse 5, offer the sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. Do the right thing. He doesn't say, get out of bed and go offer sacrifice. No, the sacrifices of God are obedience, a humble heart, a contrite heart. And so, God, I know you're listening. I've got to look at me and I've got to just examine my own heart. And then, God, help me to do the right thing. You see, I always want to say, he's talking to himself. Do the right thing. And, and trust that God can take care of it and, and put them, and, and you can start to feel him maybe putting them in, his, in God's hands, putting that enemy in God's hands, saying, God, I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to worry more about me. And so here you go. So, Ron, let it go. Do what you can do, and trust God to take care of the rest. God is listening. Those three things, all right? He turns to himself. God is listening. I'm going to check out my own heart. I'm going to do the right thing and just trust God. 
So those are the first three turns. God, I need your help. You are a pain. I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm always pointing at the same person over there. I'm trying not to. You're not, Sue. It's it's Chuck is the pain. But um, I need your help. You are a pain. Turn to self. Remember who God is, okay? Remember that God is listening. Remember that God is listening. Check out your own heart. Search your own heart. Keep your tongue silent. Shake your fist in your, in your pocket, somebody once said. Control it. Do the right thing. Trust God. And, and David has gone down from an 8 to a 7 to a 6. I would imagine he's all the way down to about a 2 at this point. You can feel that he's let go of a lot of it. And now he goes back where he began and he turns to God again. But now he's calmer. Now he knows God is listening. And he says, God, I still need your help. Many are saying, who will show us any good? God, I'm not the only one down here who's struggling with righteousness. I'm not the only one who's taken advantage of us. Many are saying, God, who's going to show us any good? I talked last week about Asaph, right? When Asaph was saying, God, why do the wicked prosper? God, you know what? Let the light of your face shine upon us. And, and, and he's going to say three things in these verses. Again, just like he said three things to himself. And the first thing he says to himself here is he, he turns to God and he says, God, just show us your goodness. Show us your goodness. And he's asking for a change in circumstances. That's part of what we do in our prayers. But, but I think he's also saying, God, even if it, nothing changes, I'll trust you no matter what. But please, take care of us. God, I'll trust you, okay? It's not a question of that anymore. I'll trust you. But let the light of your face shine on us. And again, that, that image, let your light of your face shine on us, is not make us wealthy, but it's let us feel your presence. Most important, God, help us to know that you're with us. God, I, I just need to know that so that I can go from a three to a two. Help me to feel your presence. God, let the light of your face shine on us. God, I'm I'm putting myself in your hands. I've reminded my soul of who you are. And now, God, remind me of your presence. Let the light of your face shine on us. God, remind me deep in my soul that you're with me. And again, slow down and chew on it. Chew on it. Show us your goodness. And then, God... And, and, and this one is almost to himself again, but, but he says it to God. He says, God, you know what? When I realize who you are, then I realize that you make me happier than those who have abundant grain and wine. God, when I know that you're with me, God, I, I, I know I'm upset because my boss is nasty and driving a new car, and I'm trying to do the right thing, and I'm driving an old car. God, I know that what I have with you is better than all the new grain, than all the new cars, than all the new houses. God, it's more important for me to know I'm in your hands. And so, God, when I know that you're with me, then I'm happier, all right? You, God, you give me what all that stuff can't. You give me yourself, and you give me deep joy. And so now he's coming down a little more because he's remembering again that God is the one who really gives us security, that there's not a house strong enough or big enough to make us happy. There's not enough grain. There's not enough wine to give us deep joy. So show us your goodness. God, you give us deep joy.
and then and then he's able to finally do it in peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone Lord make me dwell in safety God I know you'll take care of me I know that I'm safe in your hands show us your goodness God you are better than anything else and God I know that you'll take care of me and David can sleep He's ready for sleep. If you're not, go back to the beginning and try it again. And just say, God, I need your help because this is the situation. You know, the next time through, you might not have to talk to them. Maybe you can just describe it and say, God, I feel like this really just stinks. And you talk to yourself and then you talk to God. So when you can't get to sleep, remember David's turns. Remember David's turns. And, and don't get mad at yourself that you don't just say, well, God, here it is. No. I need your help. Be willing to say, I, you are a pain. Name your problem. Name the struggle. Take a deep breath. Turn to yourself. Remind yourself that God is listening to you. Remind yourself to keep an eye on yourself. Take another deep breath. Do right and trust God and then come back to God. Say, God, I still need your help. But you give me joy and I will trust you. Let's pray together. Father, we want prayer to be simple and quick. We want to just be able to say, okay, yep, God's there, God's good, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good, done, Woo, I feel fine. God, help us to be honest. Give us courage to be honest. Give us wisdom to just bring our hearts before you. God, help us to, to, to know that part of prayer is letting your spirit remind us of who you are, of what you call us to do. And Father, teach us to just lay ourselves down, to lay ourselves down. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Father, help us to know that that little prayer was true and it still is today. And it's not that different from what David himself prayed. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to stand and sing, lay me down.